The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. We are at Real Time Sports today and tomorrow. Don't forget, it's our big holiday party. We're going to be out in Rosemont, Puff City. Come out and see us tomorrow for the big holiday party. We cannot wait. So pack the place out at Puff City in Rosemont. It's going to be a a fantastic day, one of my favorite events of the year. Uh, Later in the show, we've got Would You Rather, so hashtag those. uh, WS Would You Rather. And you could win a gift card to the Pride Store. Let's talk some baseball. Yes. And other stuff, too. Because uh, Jeff Passan can spray to all fields. I'll tell you this, Waddle. What? That uh, not only is he a, uh, a baseball expert yes. and a true insider, uh-huh. but who would have thought that I would have dined at one of my all-time favorite Italian restaurants in the city of Kansas City out of all places? The Passon, I went to Passon when uh, my family went with me for that uh, debacle in Kansas City. Yeah. And I said, I go, you got, you got to give me a restaurant, Passon. And he gave me Burger he gave, King. He gave, me, he gave me Burger King and a list of five. Okay. I, I decided not to go to Burger King. And um, what was it called, uh, Jeff? Was it Lucia's or something like that? It was such a close, lasting close, memory. Close. Yeah. Yes, it was Lydia's. 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 I, I was close. Lucia's, Lydia's. It was cl- that's close. It starts what, with an L. One is an Italian name. The other one is not. It, it was so good, Jeff. You, what a great recommendation. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, you know, you, you sent a wonderful text afterward, in fact, saying uh, outstanding dinner could not have been better. And, I, you know, anytime you recommend a restaurant for someone and you just nail it, uh, there are a few better feelings in the world. Uh, what is your drink of choice to uh, to uh, ease your pain of a uh, Chiefs offense that's really not very good so far this year? Um, I don't know that that drink exists. Um, I, however, the guy next to me uh, at Arrowhead Stadium this week, uh, his drink of choice was seltzer uh, chased by F-bombs. And this guy... <laughs> This guy was the worst. He was he was maybe the worst fan I've ever sat next to at a sporting event. And, and it was not just because he was loud and obnoxious, but he was dumb, too. He was really, really dumb. And I pointed out, like, in the second quarter, before he'd had a lot to drink, I was there with my son and two of his friends. And I was like, this guy sitting next to us is really stupid. And they were like, are you sure? And by the fourth quarter... They were, like, laughing at him. And I had to say to them, boys, these are like 16-year-old kids, boys, the one thing you should not do when someone is falling down drunk is laugh at them because they will punch you. And so, I, you know, I felt like at very least he provided a life lesson, and that is don't drink seltzers. 
Um, that's, that's <laughs> that right there is all you need to know. That's your life lesson. Now, uh, like Mahomes sort of took after that fan where he just started dropping a bunch of f bombs after the game too. Yeah, he was he was yeah he was wrong. Patrick Patrick Mahomes. Here's what Patrick Mahomes will do. Patrick Mahomes will go so far out of his way to avoid criticizing his teammates. Yes. Like that that's the and, and all season long, it's actually been hilarious to watch because he's got one of the worst receivers rooms in the NFL. Uh and and not once has he levied criticism on him. He he takes ownership himself. He'll throw it at the refs. He just he won't go after his guys. But at some point, I mean what are we in now? Like week fifteen? Um at, at some point there needs to be I don't know if it's responsibility coming from the wide receivers. There needs to be production, or this is going to be a wasted year of Patrick Mahomes' prime, and that would be a real shame. Is the fan base, Jeff, is it, I mean, I know it's a good fan base. Um, it, are, are they angry? Are they boisterous with their anger? Or are they kind of patient because they realize they have the quarterback who may end up being the best that's ever played the game, and this just may be one of those seasons? Yeah, I think it's more the latter. Um, I, I think they they understand you can't win a Super Bowl or even go to a Super Bowl every season. But I think there's also solace in the entirety of the AFC. It, I'm sorry, the AFC is just mediocre. And I'm not saying that the the like the Ravens are good, but are the Ravens world beaters? Are are the Ravens gonna? Take out the Niners if it gets to that. I don't even think that's a, a matchup. And uh, I, you know, I think the AFC is very vulnerable right now. So I'm not discounting the possibility of another Chiefs appearance in the Super Bowl. Uh, it's just going to be a little tougher than recent years because the personnel I just don't think is there. Uh, Jeff, let's let's get to some baseball conversation. Uh, Cubs fans are getting antsy. Um, they should be. Okay, so what are you hearing? Are you hearing anything about the Cubs who supposedly have money and they have prospects to trade, but they have not done anything? Yeah, I, you know, I get the sense. Well, we know uh, Otani didn't happen. Uh, we know Juan Soto didn't happen. I would not anticipate Yoshinobu Yamamoto happening, and I don't believe that Tyler Glass now is going to happen. So those are those are four guys, all of whom, uh, you know, the first three be, uh, you know, two of them being free agents, two of them being trades. Um, four guys that would look really good in a Cubs uniform. But uh, as of right now, Otani, we know, went to the Dodgers, Soto to the Yankees, Yamamoto. Uh, I just I don't think the Cubs are going to be in on him as much as some of the other teams. Uh, and Glasnow. Looks like it's not done yet, but looks like he's going to be going to the Dodgers. So who who does that leave? Like we we need to, I think at this point, look at free agency mainly and and wonder is a return of Cody Bellinger something that uh, behooves this team in the long run? Is Matt Chapman taking over at third base something that the Cubs feel like would make them a better team long term? Um, you know, pitching-wise, uh, do they go out and try to get a Shane Bieber? You know, I kind of doubt Dylan Cease is going to go there and kind of doubt Corbin Burns is going to. 
so pitching wise, they are are certainly limited either to that part of the trade market, which is thin, or to free agency, where I don't know that they want to spend the two hundred million dollars Blake Snell's going to want, or spend the hundred sixty or seventy that Jordan Montgomery is going to want, or spend the hundred on on Josh Hader that he wants. You know, uh, Shota Imanaga, I think. Uh, would look really good in a Cubs uniform. Um, and, and I think he's a guy coming over from Japan who you could get reasonably excited about. But I just don't know that this is going to be that winter where the Cubs go out and spend goo gobs of money like maybe fans had hoped it was going to be. What, what do you think the Cubs feel of Bellinger? They obviously got an up-close-and-personal look at him last year. Do you believe they feel, Jeff, that last year – is was fantastic, but he can't repeat that. Was that an anomaly? Are they afraid that he may go back to the guy he was, albeit was a large result because of some nagging injuries? They think he's worth what they're going to be asking for. Yeah, I think that's the the big question. Um, is is he capable of replicating last year when he looked like a completely different player? Then even the guy who had won MVP a few years earlier, like that's the thing. Uh, Cody Bellinger's strikeout rate uh, gets to an elite level, and his bat-to-ball skills jump like two grades. I mean, this was a guy who was known for his swing and miss, and all of a sudden he becomes a contact-oriented player. Um, I think what the Jays have in this excuse me, what the Cubs have in this situation now, and I got a little ahead of myself there, is a team in the Toronto Blue Jays uh, that's really going to be focusing on Cody Bellinger too. And honestly, they they should because they missed out on Otani when they were in even harder than the Cubs were. Um, they missed out on Soto because they were so in on Otani. You know, they they didn't want that situation where they had two guys, both of whom. Uh, they weren't going to be able to afford simultaneously. And thus, you know, New York did the really smart thing. The, the Yankees jumped in and got Soto before all the teams that were in on Otani realized that they would be out. So uh, the finite number of bats out there right now, uh, I, you know, I didn't think Cody Bellinger had a great market earlier in the winter, but the way things have landed, I think he's probably going to do okay. And I think there's going to be some competition there with the Cubs. Jeff, I'm sure the headline of what you said about the Cubs will be they don't want to spend the money that it will take to get some of those guys. Like you said about Hater, they don't want to spend a hundred million or they don't they're not in it as much on Yamamoto as much as some of the other teams. So if not now, when? I mean, uh, you know, I I think you can make an argument that now is the time, but I think you can make just as good of an argument that the future is the time. Like, the, you don't need to spend $200 million every offseason to be competitive when you've got some guys who are on the cusp like the, the Cubs do right now. I mean, if, if we look at their, their present team right now, where, where do you think they need help? Like, they need a first baseman, right? Yep. Third. Reese Hoskins. Reese Hoskins is not going to cost a hundred million dollars. Um, you know, he's a he's a one year make good sort of Bellinger type deal. Third, uh, Chapman is out there, and Chapman is available. And uh, you know, I I think Chapman 
depending on what the cost is, would be a good fit for the Cubs. Um, they're outfield right now. I, I don't think starting Pete Crow Armstrong or, or Mike Talkman in center field would necessarily be a bad thing. Like, I, do you, in your guys' mind, if either of those two is the starting center fielder next year, has it been a disappointing offseason? It, it, it depends on those other positions, on who's who's filling those, and and which pitcher did they sign to complement, yeah. like or who who else is it at front of the rotation with Justin Steele, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah, um, I you know I, I'm very curious to see the way that the pitching market falls because the Cubs the Cubs have not really tipped their hand on which starter they are in right now. And I, I think there's going to be a point at which, the you know, once Yamamoto signs and the expectation among people in the industry is that he's going to either go to one of the New York teams or the Dodgers. Um, but I think I think you could have the Red Sox in there. I think Toronto is going to make a run at him. I, you know, I think there's going to be a number of teams. Um, is are, are those teams going to be like – having some serious FOMO and suddenly start paying even more for a Snell or a Montgomery or an Imanaga than, than we thought they were going to. Um, you know, it, Imanaga's market looks like it could be nine figures at this point, which, which is a lot higher, I think, than people were anticipating, but the cost of starting pitching has gone up, um, you know, Marcus Stroman's looking for a long-term deal. Lucas Giolito's looking for a long-term deal. Uh, I think it would be interesting to see Michael Walker with the Cubs. And, and that is not a sexy name or someone no. who's necessarily going to get fans excited. But not look me. at the numbers. He's been, he's been really effective the last few years. Uh, what type of impact, Jeff, do you think having counsel at the top step is going to have on this team? And is there a chance that's their big signing in the offseason? Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) No, I do not think so. I think they will have a a larger signing than Craig Castle. Maybe not in impact, but in in dollars, yes, I do believe they will go out there and spend more than the $40 million they did on their manager. Um, I mean, mean, let me me turn this back around on you guys because I am not in the day-to-day in Chicago and don't know what, what should they do, you think? What is the what is the right when you have, um, you know, Kate Horton on the cusp of the big leagues, and Ben Brown on the cusp of the big leagues, and uh, Contra and Casey and PCA and and Matt Shaw and Triantos all coming, you know, Jordan Wick, like all these guys coming up. What do you think they should do? Would it would it kill you? If they went into this season and said, you know what, this can be a season where we allow the kids to go out and play and compliment around them uh, and really try to add at the trade deadline if we're in it. No, it makes sense. It, it, it makes sense. Um, so, so, no, you don't want to overpay for, for one-year guys or other guys that you could get for, with your t- top prospects. And let me ask you about, uh, speaking of those prospects, what happened to a lot of the talk about Pete Alonzo and the Cubs being a match? Is that possibly a year away, and they use Reese Hoskins as a one-year filler till 
the polar bear becomes a free agent? Yes. <laughs> I, I think that is an eminently possible outcome. And I, I don't think it was an accident that Alonzo uh, and the Cubs were matched up in trade discussions because I, if, if not New York, I think it's the sort of place he would enjoy playing. Uh, is there, can I can I move to yeah, the south side sure. where I want to know what your yeah, thoughts yeah. on that hot mess express is right now? Hot mess express. Yes. I mean, was it like what else? What else could it be? You know, I I really appreciated Chris Getz's honesty about his roster. Um, I don't like it know. either. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it has gotten to a really bad place very quickly. And, uh, you know, I expect Dylan Cease to move at some point. Um, I, don't, I don't know about Luis Robert. I, I think it totally makes sense if you want to absolutely just tear it down um, because the, the last thing you want is like a 74-win team. Um, you know, it's just the thing that it's like it, you're probably not going to get a good draft pick because of the lottery, and you're not coming close to the playoffs. Um, you know, in, in baseball, like really tearing down to the studs is rewarded. And very few teams have the, uh, have the cojones to go out and do it because it's just such a, it's such a killer for fans. It's so hard to go out there and support your team when they're just absolutely awful. But, uh, you know, is, is that not what's needed at this point with the White Sox? Uh, I, I think a lot of people in baseball saw the Eric Fetty signing and were like, oh, that's that's an overpay. I look at that like a back-end pitcher these days is getting like 11 to $12 million. Right. And and Fetty, you know, Fetty's fastball is still the same. Um, it might get hit. His slider, though, really got better when he was in Korea. And, and that's the sort of thing where – all it takes to, to transition you from a mediocre major leaguer to an effective one can be one pitch. So uh, there were there were other teams and other teams that you would consider smart teams in on him, and I appreciated the fact that Chris Getz went out and got him. You know, he, he has targeted guys who he thinks are going to be good and is not afraid to execute moves. And in a, in a GM's chair, when you're doing that job for the first time, Conviction is a really hard thing to have. We're talking to Jeff Passan. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. What was your um, thoughts on Jerry Reinsdorf talking to the the mayor of Nashville? And and like like a lot of people here are like, okay, whatever. Go if you want. Carmen DeFalco is a diehard White Sox fan. He's like, I'll help them pack their bags. But like. Well, but what what about the optics, Jeff? Like, here's this team that you were picking two or three years ago to possibly win a World Series, that the window was opening, and they hire Tony LaRussa, and it all goes, like, no pun intended, south, and all of a sudden now... Everyone's looking to do business from a baseball perspective, but here's the owner of the White Sox looking to talk to the mayor of Nashville while your team is conducting a fire sale. Doesn't that look terrible from an optic standpoint? 
Of course, but I don't think I don't think he cares about no. what the optics are. I think he cares about getting a new stadium. And and I think the only way that you're going to do that is if you have some kind of leverage. And and say what you will about Jerry Reinsdorf, he has never been afraid to exert his leverage over certain situations. And I think that's all he was doing here. Just a little, you know, little poke in the eye to, as to as if to say uh, hey, let's not forget who's in control here. And I, you know, I don't think there's any scenario in which the Chicago White Sox leave for Nashville. It, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that uh, there's an ownership group down there already that has put in quite a bit of work and that Nashville has been targeted as an expansion city. Right. And, and all, you know, all these other things just don't add up to the White Sox moving to Nashville. But then again, maybe I should be a little more cynical. I did grow up in Cleveland, and I did see the Browns when I yeah. was a child move from Cleveland, which no one ever thought was going to happen. And, uh, you know, we, we are seeing the A's, who have been in Oakland for 50-plus years, moving to Las Vegas. Um, but that was, you know, that was after two decades of trying to figure out a stadium issue that just never got resolved. This is in its infancy right now. And so I would just look at it for what it is, which is just saber rattling and uh, really play acting. There, there's nothing substantive there at this point, but it is enough to, to keep the antennae on our head uh, buzzing because uh, you don't do that accidentally. You're not seen there by by chance. You know he wanted to be seen in that uh, in that meeting. Uh, uh, Jeff, before we let you go, can we circle back to Otani real quick? I just want to know what your thoughts were on on the deferment of that contract. Is this a one off because he makes so much money off the field? Is this something that you think is unhealthy for Major League Baseball, or something that maybe other teams will employ that, this tactic going forward as well? Yeah, I mean deferrals have been part of. The, you know, sports contracts. Let's remember, we have Bobby Bonilla Day for a right. reason because he's got, you know, a large chunk of the money deferred. And the, the funny thing with the deferrals there is the reason that the Wilpon family was willing to do the deferrals is because they had a really good money manager who guaranteed them uh, a, a percentage gain higher than the interest they were going to be paying on Bonilla's deferrals. And his name is Bernie Madoff. So, oh. oops. Oh, yeah, mm. we've, we've, we've seen deferrals go poorly, and, and that's, that's why there's a rule in place now in Major League Baseball that when you take a large chunk of money that you need to put aside, and that's the thing about the deferrals, guys. They're paying Otani only $2 million a year, but the, the Dodgers have to put away $44 million in cash in order to fund to pre-fund those deferrals. So it's right. not like they're getting enormous amounts of free cash flow uh, out of this. Um, the, the, you know, the, the help with the CBT, the, the competitive balance tax, the luxury tax is a tangible, real thing. But, um, yeah, I think you can look at this in a couple of ways. Either one, that this is like a 20-year, $700 million contract that's really backloaded. Or number two, that it's like a 10-year, $460 million contract where the player is just not getting paid for a while. And I don't think it's going to be the sort of thing that breaks baseball that says, you know, baseball is in trouble. Um, how many people do you know 
that would defer an enormous amount of their money going forward? The answer is only people who are extremely rich otherwise. Right. And with Otani making 50-plus million dollars a year off the field, um, I get why he, he wanted to do this, because he felt like it would be the sort of thing that helps the Dodgers win. But in reality, he's just helping billionaires stay rich. Yeah. And, and then just really quick, Jeff, uh, just to confirm uh, that the Cubs never had a chance, right? It was just Toronto and the Dodgers. I don't think the Cubs never had a chance. Um, I mean, look, like, he was willing to consider them. But in the end, uh, I think it was L.A. And I'm not going to say it was L.A. only, because I do think Toronto was in there. But uh, all the reasons that he's going to talk about this afternoon at his press conference, it's going to make it clear that the Dodgers checked off every box. You're the best. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Pleasure is always mine, boys. All right, stay away from dumb uh, fans. Happy- yes, go Chiefs. I, oh, God, I hope that guy doesn't buy tickets again. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> See you, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. See you. Love passing. He's, he, he's, a, he's a great guy. My only regret was I, I didn't get a chance to see him during the tailgate. Oh, yeah? Because I had to go into the building. He was tailgating during the during the Chiefs game, and then he had to go home after the game so he didn't get a chance to meet up. He lives uh, in Kansas City in case right. you didn't, didn't realize that. But uh, he's a great guy. All right, uh, Waddle's World's coming up. Don't forget, we've got Would You Rather. Hashtag them, WS Would You Rather. Get him to Kevbo, at Kevbo underscore on Twitter. And then also, I think he's, nilting, or, uh, he's knitting a quilt right I know, now. I don't you, know what, what he's do doing. <laughs> He's trying to get the speaker. And then people saw on Twitch me waving my arms. All of a sudden, the bar was was putting our feed um, through the speakers up here, but it was There's on delay. a delay. Yeah. And it's why we tell people on their car phone to turn, turn, your, turn, turn the speaker radio. off. Yeah. Yeah. So we started hearing the show on a delay while we were trying to ask questions. Listen, we're dumb enough. We oh, my God. You, know, you put a little extra confusion into the mix, and it's... It's a complete disaster. Oh, jeez. Um, all right. So uh, get and then so send them to Kevbo at Kevbo underscore and then Charlie Bevins is at cr Bevins eleven. Look at you on Twitter. I'm getting it now. You are use that hashtag. Uh, use the uh, hashtag WS. Would you rather tomorrow? Don't forget, we're going to be at um, uh, the great Bub spot City. that is Bub City In Rosemont. Rosemont. So come out and see us. We've got Waddle's World coming up next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. Is that why you are here? As we go inside Waddle's World. Oh, come on in. Very friendly in here. It's warm. It's inviting. There's drinks. Waddle's World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. 
Visit Wintrust.com slash find us, member FDIC. It is Thursday. You know that there is a football game tonight, right? It's not a good one. It is Chargers and the Raiders. Yes. Easton Stick will be under center. I used an Easton Stick back in Little League. I heard the guys talking about it. It sounds more like a, a baseball bat than yeah. it does anything. I and Aiden O'Connell will be uh, under center for the Raiders. Back in the day, like I know now the kids use the De, like De Marini. I think, is a real good bat. How much is a good kid's baseball bat? Oh, I, 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 $300, did I hear someone say? At least. Like, at least? Crazy. Well, you know, Pat McGann does the whole... Uh, Pat McGann does the bit. Like, yes. I know, Charlie, I don't know if you could find it. I don't think he swears in it. Have I shown you that, the bit? I, I've I'm, seen I'm, it, where he talks about Kylo Ren, when they're swinging it around like they're Kylo Ren. Yeah. And then they got, like, two hits. Meantime, they've got, like, 12 bats worth, like, $12,000 on right. the bench. Right. And they've got two hits. Like, each kid comes and they... They have a backpack, and they got two of the bats in yeah. the ba- on the sides of the backpack. Well, you can't have just one bat; you have to have two, right? Yeah, like I, t- I tell my kids, look, you. you and Does Braxton have his own bat now that he's playing travel baseball? It's a fifty dollars bat. It's they're not expensive. I'm not paying three hundred dollars for a baseball bat now. You will be? No, 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 no. Maybe like when, maybe later, but not three hundred dollars. My guess is, is he's not wearing some. Some horribly, you know, hor- uh, horrible cleats either. He's probably got $300 Nikes. You're nuts. You don't know me. Like, they, they, you can do well for $50, $40. Go to Dick's Sporting Goods. How much are your kids' cleats, uh, uh, Zetterman? Cleats are yeah. cheap. Do you have a $350 bat for your son? Yeah? Yeah. Here, talk to talk in Kembo's microphone. Danny Zetterman. You got to turn it on. Do you know where I it is? I no It's idea. upper right. Upper, upper right. right here. Right no, 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 here. no. Upper right. Upper Up right. Here. Yeah. The That's microphone. Right. That's his. The clear. Do you right guys here? not know how to use a Conrex? I don't. No. Obviously. Is this it right here, Kevbo? Yeah. There you go. Danny. What's up, fellas? How are you, buddy? I just heard you talk about Yeah, just about don't this. let the, all the technical angst bother you at all. Just settle in, you know? A um, cold one. Maybe a gummy. You guys are doing great. Yeah, it's all fine. Everything's all great. Fun. Did you hear last segment when the, the the sound came in and it was on delay? No, I was during, I was the show. in the car in a meeting. Um, what kind of meeting are you having in a car? That sounds like uh, that's illegal. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to be in the bar talking about uh, White Sox baseball. We're getting ready. Spring training will be here, boys, before you know it. Are, yeah. are you sending us this year? You want to go? Yeah. Yes. It's right, in Arizona, isn't it? Let's go. Isn't it in Arizona? There's usually yeah. an NFL owners meetings during spring training. We should double dip. We should be at that owners meetings at the Biltmore as well when they take the picture with all the NFL yeah, coaches. Yeah, the Biltmore is a good place. Yeah, well, that's we don't luxurious. have to stay. We don't no, have no, to no, stay no, we at do. the Biltmore. We do. We do. What are you talking about? Oh, I'm, I'm not looking to break the bank. Oh, I yeah. just want to go to Arizona. Look at him. Well, is it because Craig's in town? No, Let him I mean, stay at the Days Inn. I want to stay at the Biltmore, okay? I just... Write it down. I, my request mental is note. the Biltmore. Me- mental no, mental no. How much have you spent, do you believe, over a calendar year on travel baseball? For how old is your son? My So now I have two playing. Oh. My youngest just uh, started, like Sylvie's youngest, Braxton. My oldest is 10. He plays. Yeah. You guys were talking about bats. Yeah. The Easton now makes the hottest bat on the market. Oh, they're back. It's called the Easton Hype Fire, and every single kid wants it. It's 350 It's a marketing scam. No, it is. It's a marketing scam. 
They go on YouTube. They got this I'm thing called the Bat Brothers, and they literally test bats for yeah. like the pop and all this. Yeah, stuff and they're and probably they. They probably have a, a, an endorsement deal with East No, no, no. They, they try them all um, out. The Bat Brothers are, are legit. Legit. Sylvie knows I, about I don't, the Bat Brothers. No, I don't know about the Bat I'm not buying Cleats, you can buy, the, you know, they sell $60 cleats. The cleats don't matter. But the bat, you need to pop off the bat. The How first, many bats? The first Easton stick, the quarterback, was the green Easton yeah, that yeah, they yeah. made in yeah. the 80s. And that, like... That. We have one of those in the office. It, do we have yeah, the green we Easton? Yeah. We do. Yeah. It's right, right yeah. in, uh, and then the Army black Andrew. and gold Easton came, and we're like, whoa, what's this? I still have that bat in my closet as protection. Oh, <laughs> my wife's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, someone breaks in the house. I got a bat. But no. you have to go into the closet to sure. get it. If I had a gun, I'd have to go in the closet to get that, right? Well, why don't you have the bat that's sitting just next to the bat? That way you could stand up, grab yeah. the bat, and start swinging. Right. It's not aesthetically pleasing, but maybe. So what? Who's coming into your bedroom? Yeah, I don't That's know. That's off limits. What do you mean you like, don't know? Any house guest should not be right. going into your bedroom. Danny, I really liked your master bedroom. I just, why is there a bat next to your nightstand? Well, in that case, then why do you make your bed and put all the pillows on it? I, I know don't. Allie's a pillow person. She's no. got to have 50 pillows we on We do that have bed. pillows, but I don't like them. I don't like the pillows. But if no one can go in your room, what's the point? It's nice to have nice stuff. No one's coming into my family room either, but, like, we don't leave it a mess with beer cans and everything. Beer cans. Uh, do, uh, Charlie, did you say you had the uh, Pat McGann? I did. Did I hear? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I got it. All right, let, let's play that. Danny, have you heard the Pat McGann on the bats? No, I have You've not. You've never heard his bit? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, there's, uh, yeah, yeah did, I know the did, way you're did, did you Did you make sure that he didn't? Sw- I don't think Pat swears yeah, he, much in his routine. He's a comic. He doesn't, he doesn't swear at it. All right. So Pat McGann, local guy. We've had him on the show before. Love Big Pat. Sox fan. He's the best. Some kids have two bats. They're whipping around the park like Kylo Ren. <laughs> like, you've seen four good pitches all year. Why is your bat $560? And why can't you guys hand it to the next kid when you're done striking out with it? We have $4,000 worth of bats in the dugout. We have two hits. That's perfect. How good is he? I didn't even know. I just had to look up who's Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah, from Star Wars. Yeah, I like not only do I not have baseball bats, I don't have lightsabers either. <laughs> That's not what we have in the house right now. It's but. so great. It's such a. It's so true too. These kids. So what is like? What if what if Braxton comes home from practice and he's like, Dad, my bat sucks. I, I need one of these good bats. I, t- I tell them we've had these talks. I go, it's not the bat. It's it's the it's the batter. It's the it's the kid hitting the ball. We'll get to a level where maybe you will change. But for now, you control the hits in the bat. Yeah? That's you. Did you uh, talk to Braxton yet about a puppy? No. No? Danny, how great would that be? Would you kick in a few dollars for a puppy for Braxton for Christmas? Oh, 100%. Yeah. He deserves a dog. I think he does, Sylvie's too. a dog guy. For his, yeah, forever, know. as long as I've known Sylvie, he's I had know. a dog. And then he I've always, I've always had a dog. He's actually threatened death to me, I think, if, in fact, I show you, up on his front you porch don't give with a, a dog. You don't give someone who doesn't want a dog a dog. 
That's why we have dogs in shelters. Not that I would take a dog to a shelter. Of course you would not. And if you, you were, if you were th- thinking about it, I'd take the dog. Yeah, you don't do that. That's not a prank. Did he get the, uh, did Tyler call you about some jerseys? Yes, he texted me. Do you, you know that, that like, my, my jersey went to you, just so you know that. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that why I got a Peyton one? I don't know. Maybe. Because you're a Jersey guy. I said for the kids. I was offered a Jersey, and I said, you know no, what? Kid, kids already got. We'll give them another one. No. We're, that's what we do for their gifts anyway. We've already, you know, you, you don't even okay, want Okay, so it. he doesn't want it? He doesn't want the, the jersey? We've already, do you know, you want to know their latest choice on know. NFL players? Yeah. Take a guess. But I mean, like, they've already got a ton. So, like, it has to be a player that is stable in his team. So, Braxton wants a Tommy DeVito jersey. No. Uh, Justin Herbert. No. I he, know they have their field. They have jerseys. Justin Herbert. Yeah. They have oh, they just. Do. They already have Justin Herbert. Really? Yeah, and that's a great. Like our, we're a Jersey family. Like the kids, every day of school wear a different NFL jersey. So they have Fields. They they have um, DJ Moore. So I like we've talked about maybe getting Montez Sweat now, but the, we like wearing other teams' jerseys. Like they like Mason loves Christian McCaffrey. Okay. So. Maybe Braxton needs a Jordan Love jersey. These are two NFC East players. Oh, really? Yes. NFC East the, players. The NFC East uh, Jalen players. Hurts. Jalen Hurts is Dak one. Dak Prescott. We have a Dak already. CeeDee Lamb. We, so, you know, you were right about um, Jalen Hurts. We're going to get the Kelly Green. Okay. Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts jersey. And then the other one, right team, wrong player, oh, the wrong whoever, side of the ball. The kicker, the guy who's perfect. You no, get him a kicker can jersey. Get kicker jersey. <laughs> the only kicker jersey we would get is Robbie Golden. Uh, oh, uh, Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons. Get you. Do the kids even know Micah Parsons? Oh, are you kidding? Really? Uh, Mason is so into every player, and he collects cards now, too. Does he? Oh, yeah, he's into the cards. NFL cards. Does Mason want a puppy? No. He'll take some trading cards. Really? Yeah. Buy him some cards. Okay. Well, where do I get cards at these days? The big thing is it's the, the polls. I guess they get these boxes, and then what are in the, the box for $10? Like, what types of players are in there? You can get lucky, and you can get, like, a what really good player. What if I just buy player. him a full set? Done. But I mean, a is set that, of cards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, did you see Shohei can opt out of his deal if either of the uh, the Dodger executives leave? Whether I it's, did not it, see it's that. Andrew Freeman or Mark Walter. But the, yes. The oh. historic deal allows him to opt out if owner Mark Walter, actually owner Mark Walter, or president of baseball ops Andrew Freeman is no longer involved with the team. Well, isn't the move then to recruit Andrew Freeman to, uh, yeah. to, to your team? I would say so. Uh, okay, we need to step aside. Little uh, show uh, discipline here. I have a story about about uh, airline behavior or airport behavior oh. that is totally oh. apropos. Always hot. That's always a hot conversation. That, yes, that I want to bring to uh, everyone's attention, and I got a couple of other things as well. Okay, so good. We'll do that when we come back. Ah, commuting in Chicago. Ah, 
If you're stuck, stick with Waddle and Sylvie. Weekdays 2 to 6. All right, uh, Jim Procise sent us a uh, sent me a tweet. This was a really good line. He says, "I've coached." Hold on. Had some lung butter working. It's you got you got more than just butter down there. Um, he says, "I've coached travel ball for many years. A three hundred dollar bat won't fix a ten cent swing." Yeah, exactly. So I think he was subscribing to your theory as well. Yeah, someone tried to say it's not the pilot, uh, it's it's not the plane, it's the pilot. Um, that's that that's a different analogy. Yeah, that's that yeah, one. I'm not buying as much because like the plane provides the technology. Pilots yes. are important. Don't get me wrong. Yes, like you got to fly the plane, but the plane but, can fly itself at times. Yeah, and and has all the technology and the the bat doesn't do anything. No. without a batter, nothing. That's right. It, it needs the batter. There's Spe- no technology. Speaking of the airplane, how about this? Do you know what they call people who line up early for flights? Danny, you got to listen to this, too. A D-bag? This is, this is Sylvie's thing. It's a, it's a quality move. I, I, I get it. I'm the same way. Like, my family calls me Travel Tom when we go away. But I'm traveling with a wife and I four dogs. I don't jump the line. I, 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 just I, relax. I, I, don't. I, 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 I am ready to go. Relax. I am ready to get in Re- line when it's time. Relax. I am. This, I have the same quality. My kids think I am a complete idiot. But when you're traveling with a group, especially five ladies who have a lot of luggage, if you don't get on the plane or get in line and get on the plane in time, the, the then you, you have a way. luggage nightmare. Yes. Anyway, do you know what they call those that line up early for a flight? Gate lice. They're called gate lice. Why do gate lice line up early for a flight? Psychologists explain. The decision of when to get in line to board an airplane can be a contentious one, but it shouldn't be. While gate agents will give clear boarding group specific directions, there remains a strong contingent of passengers who either get in line before they're called or wait in their seats until they're the last to board. While the latter type of traveler often hangs back to avoid standing in line altogether, the motives driving the former group can be harder to place. Airline employees even have a nickname for these types of flyers, gate lice. Former gate agent and current corporate communications manager at Delta Airlines speculated excitement as a possible cause. If you're at the airport, you're ready to get where you're trying to go, so you just, you're antsy and anticipating the travel experience. You want to get on the plane. You're talking about something different, though, than what I am. I'm getting in line. There's, there, like, United has boarding groups one and two. When I was traveling with you, I was a, a travel group two, and I was simply getting into my uh, corral, or what, what do you call that? I was in the line. Have you ever jumped into group one? I am I am now group one. Oh, you are group I, one. I, I've been upgraded. Okay. To, I'm now gold. I'm United Gold. But prior to a, uh, achieving gold status, no. no. You had never found yourself no. portraying yourself as a group one no. person. No. Uh, if you've ever wondered why people are lining up early, there's a psychological perspective on the method to the madness. Psychology experts pointed to two potential explanations for why passengers get in line early. Conformity and competition. 
People use other people as sources of information, both about what the right thing to do is and about what everyone else is doing. So basically what they're saying is is that there's some competition involved and there's some conformity involved. You know what it is for me? I just don't want to be stuck there as my kids, they're adults now, leave me with four bags That's the problem. and no space to put any of their stuff because and, and they were getting drinks and something to eat. It didn't get on the plane until group five when their boarding pass says group two, and then they dropped their bag off with me because I got on at the appropriate time. And they say, hey, Dad, can you find a place for my bag? And I say, no, you're 30. Take it to the end of the runway and ask them for a tag. Right, and that's the problem, and then you got to check it. Don't look at me like that, Kev Bo. Yeah. Uh, Don't forget. Skate lights. We have our holiday party tomorrow. It is at Bub City, Rosemont. We want to see you there. Pack the place in Rosemont tomorrow, Bub City. Today, we're at Real Time Sports in Elk Grove Village. Uh, Coming up next, it is Aki's A-List starring Charlie Bevins today. We'll get to that. And your calls. I know we have some people who want to talk bears or bats or whatever's on your mind. 312-332-3776.